Remember the Grundle game? No, thank God. <laughs> the hell is the Grundle game? Substitute one oh. word in a movie title with the word Grundle. Yeah, so like the I do. Thin Red that. Grundle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James and the Giant Grundle. Yeah. Um, noteworthy's been playing that on Facebook for the last like two days, just substituting in the word shit. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. The Thin Red shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless shit. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I had Invasion of the Body Shits. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that one. Shit Almighty. <laughs> Captain America the Winter Shit. <laughs> Thor the Dark Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's that one's rough. That's graphic. Daily Screening Podcast. As always, my name is Daily, and I am joined by my partner in biomechanical crime. I'll, I'll take that one. That's fine. Bartholomew. Hello, I'm, ro- Bart. I'm Robo. Today we're talking Godzilla. It's a very special day for that me. That was a little racist. Please, I should please, probably... Please, please don't do that. This, yeah. this isn't like Batman from the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as, you know, as we've firmly established, Bart, you are the kaiju guru. I am the giant monster Sherpa. The giant monster Sherpa. Um, from the outset, I will defer, uh, bow down, uh, because I, I have. You know, look, I like I like what I've I like the Godzillas that I've seen. Uh, I, I watch. You probably haven't seen some of them. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of them. I say you you know you've got that market cornered. I watched the original. I, I don't think I've seen all of them. Right. I, I never. You know what? I'm gonna come out right now, and I'm just gonna put this on. Lay it out there. Never watched the original one. Which is funny, because it's one of the few that I have seen. So, hours combined. I, I own it. I know. I gave I just, it to you. I, I, I know you gave it. I, I, I just can't make myself watch it. It's like I can't bring myself to finish reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I just can't do it. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I'll say, I'd be curious to see how you feel about it, because... Well, um, yeah. Well, the, the I mean, funny like, thing in tone, it's like it. I, it's very I, serious. It's dark as hell. Yeah, no. It's a, It's literally. It is. It is like a new cautionary tale. It's a nuclear nightmare. So yeah. I actually feel like I, I'm curious because it feels like it might be akin to someone who really, really loves like Rambo or and like, then, and, and then and they, they go back blood. and watch First Blood and they yeah. go, "What the? F- this is." That's not this Rambo. Is, this is dark. This is kind of mean. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about the original Godzilla and some of the previous, more like the, the millennial series, yeah. Godzillas, is that they are technically, they erase, they, like they ignore all the previous Godzillas, of which at that point there were like 25. Right. Um, ignoring all of them, except for the first one. Hmm. They're all sequels to the first one, and they kept rebooting. There is no franchise in history that has been rebooted more times than Godzilla. I, I, I'm going to come just come out and say that huh. because they just did this thing every time they came out with a new one. Yeah, they rebooted every single time, and so that's there's no continuity, with the exception of like in in recent past, with the exception of uh, Tokyo SOS mm. and, and and the and the Mecha Mecha G one that came right before it. Those right. are the only two that go together. 
recently. Yeah. Which is why Final Wars is so fucking weird. Well, you know, I know. I was going to say, I mean, I, so I've seen the original. I watched the original as part of the year-long project. And uh, I remember seeing Godzilla 2000 in the theater. Which I still love, by the way. Uh, I haven't seen it since then. I, I think I took my brother to go see it, actually. Which is, you know, appropriate since, uh, you know, right now it's about 12.30 on Thursday. So we literally just got out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting on a plane in about... Mm, 14 hours uh or not even in about eight hours uh no god i can't do fucking math i'm getting on a plane in 10 hours what time is your flight it's 10 30 it's like i literally just add 10 yeah yeah god this is gonna be a really good podcast but uh, and then yes and then obviously godzilla final wars final wars is the only one that i own because it's fucking insane and i and i love it sergeant slaughter i know what the hell god it's great so great. Well, and I should, I guess, you know, technically, I did see the Roland Emmerich, Matthew Broderick, American Godzilla movie, uh. which, but, you know, look, the less, the less we say about that, the better. But let's, you know, look, at the very least, let's, let's use that as a, as a jumping off point it's here. fair. The biggest crime against Emmerich's Godzilla movie is that... Are oh, you going to pick one? Well, no, I mean, the biggest one is that they fuck up Godzilla. Well, because it isn't Godzilla. Well, no, but okay, but it's yeah. It it doesn't look like him. It doesn't, it doesn't act, act like, like him. him. Yeah. It's it's it's. In fact, don't they make it a her at some point? Don't they? I'm pretty sure they it, literally call it well, like rule it as a female because it's laying eggs, it's laying eggs all over the place. So with raptors in them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like it just it just feels like the like the story, the human story aside, and any problems with the plot there, like notwithstanding, the biggest crime against that movie is that it just it fucks up the th- reason you go to that movie in the first place. Like it just gets it wrong on every level. Right. So. And Certainly, it, I think that was probably one of the biggest fears going into this movie. Is well, like, are they are they are they actually going to get Godzilla right? Right. I think we can probably agree that this is a marked improvement solely on the guns on the Godzilla front. Um, if I we mean, just look at the character of Godzilla, yeah, the way that the, that character is treated in this movie, I'm gonna say in terms of production, yes. They did. I mean, he's a little chubby. Oh, the Fatzilla thing is not unwarranted. Yeah, he's, he's okay. a little chubby, but I'm okay with I'm it. I'm okay that's, with it. That's fine. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Um. So in terms of the character, he stomps around. Does a lot of swimming in this one. He does. It's just more swimming than usual. It's fine. And very fast, I might and add. He, and he, but he moves. He like, moves like Godzilla. He, well, he moves like a man in a suit. That's actually one of the things that struck me is that, um, you know, that these large. You know, CGI monsters right. have a remarkable sense of humanity to them. Um, even even the Mutos. Yeah, they, I mean, the Mutos behave very much like all the other monsters that Godzilla has always needed to fight. Yeah. I mean, they're they're clearly not humanoid, but they they have. I'm not going to say they have emotions, but right. but but you can. But their motivations are always clear. Yeah, in in a way that they might not be if they were just you know animals. Exactly. Um, and I think that it's it, it felt like a Godzilla movie in that regard. Yes. Um, and Godzilla, in terms of design, it looked pretty good. The fights are fantastic. Yes, they were. Um, I was very, very worried. So one of the things that I hated, really hated, about the TriStar one in 1998 yeah. was that, like, what is one of the things that Godzilla absolutely has to do, no matter what, has to be able to do it? What is it? He's got atomic to be able, breath. Atomic breath. He's yeah. got to be able to shoot stuff. Yeah. That's just something that Godzilla is. Yeah. It would be like if Superman couldn't fly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just like, that's exactly right. It's just stupid. 
and they kind of they kind of hold it back a little. I in was this one. really really nervous about this, yeah, because and I've I've seen the trailers and some of the extra footage and stuff, and at, at no point yeah. was there any atomic breath anywhere. And I was getting scared because we were, I don't know how far, we were probably an hour and a half into this movie. Very deep into the movie, yeah. And, and, and he's fighting, and there's no atomic breath, and he's frankly getting his ass kicked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, in a lull, holy shit, the spines start glowing, oh, and, so and I just went, Oh shit! Oh shit! It's like <laughs> scale I actually the... really liked the atomic so breath yeah. because aside from the fact that it was blue, correct color, it better be blue. It, it actually looked like what it's what it sounds like atomic breath. It wasn't yeah. like he wasn't shooting fire, right? You know, I, I mean the the more and that certainly ones... changed over the years. Oh, well. certainly there were times it looked like steam, basically. Yeah. But I mean, more recently, it's been. More energy beam it's kind been, of it's thing. It's been very yeah. energy beamy. Yeah. Um, which I was all right with, but I, I really liked this because it looked a little bit like gaseous. Yeah. A little gaseous, uh, which it should be. It's like that scene, or that sequence, I should say, in Final Wars where Godzilla stomps around the globe mm-hmm. and, and just kills everything yes. so quickly by shooting them and throwing them and, and you needed more of that. And you know, well, uh, yeah, I agree. In fact, that's my biggest problem with this movie. Yeah, um, is the human element really? I feel like just doesn't really work. And we talked about this with Pacific Rim. Um, you know, when I was, you know, so I did a whole monster movie week yeah. leading up to Pacific yeah. Rim, yeah. and that, you know, it's one of the things I sort of, you know, realized after a while is that that's probably one of the hardest parts of these movies is trying to strike the right balance between giant monster, giant monster fights and the, the and human the yeah, human exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, giant monster fight, you get, your eyes glaze over at a certain point. It can't be nothing but giant monster fights. There's got to be something you, you, else you, going well, on. Well, there has to be a narrative. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you don't, you know, if you pull back too much, uh, especially if the human stuff is not compelling, then you just spend the whole movie going, when are they going to get to the monsters? When are the monsters going to fight? When are they going to fight? When are they going to fight? Right. Um, and I was really feeling uh, that uh, for a lot of this movie. Yeah, I was too. Um, I, didn't I, liked, I liked Cranston. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, the, the, all the Cranston stuff, all the stuff with Brian Cranston that really works. works. That worked fine. Because there's a mystery involved there. Right. It's Cranston. He's a, I mean, look, Brian Cranston's an incredible actor. But, you know, he's he's a character who's sort of pushed uh, to an emotional breaking point, and he's got, he's got a, a clear motivation, and he's got a clear goal in mind. You know, that he's, yeah. he's trying to accomplish a very specific objective, um, and there's a whole lot of smoke and mirrors around him that he's got to bust through, and you become very quickly invested in him his character's plight right and and because uh, because his character is so engaging yeah when Kickass shows up, yeah, you're like, okay. Now, did you have trouble? Oh seeing God, yes, it? Well, absolutely. Not, like, it, it, yeah, it's hard not to watch him and not to go. Oh, it's grown up Kickass. Like, 
And, yeah. And literally, he was kick-ass, like, high school-aged kick-ass, not like, long a ago. year ago. Yeah, like, not long you know, ago. Literally. And, and I've seen that movie repeatedly since, because I just kind of, yeah, put it on, and it's on. So it's weird to see um, him as, like, a grown-up who's in the military and has a kid. Yeah, and now, you know, I'll be curious uh, to see him. I don't know where he's supposed to fall in the age range, but... When he's Quicksilver? Uh, yeah, alongside yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, again. Yeah. So... Um, going from, you know, husband and wife to brother and sister, so oh, that's not at all awkward. Okay. <laughs> uh. The human stuff really got really annoying after a while, um, because the, yeah, the Cranston stuff is, is excellent, but... And then, and then he's dead. Yeah. I was really... I, I really was, didn't think he was gonna go that quick. Yeah, I didn't either. I was, I was pretty upset about that, um, mostly because... It doesn't get replaced with anything. No, it's just like, gone. His his mystery, his little subplot, his little mystery basically gets solved, like, in mm. that first half hour. Right. And then there's no, there's nothing to actually drive the story. It's just sort of... Reacting to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just Aaron Taylor Johnson just going from one disaster site to another, and he doesn't... I mean, okay, so he's the bomb disposal guy, so he's... Kind of. Vaguely tied to this plan to... But it's like the but most that, harebrained that, scheme. You're like, you know it's not going to work, so... Well, but no, what you know is it's going to cause a bigger problem later. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I mean, like, all the little mini story arcs with him didn't go anywhere for No. Me. Um, no, it just I, felt like he was running in circles. I, I never, like, when, when he was rescuing the little, the little, uh, kid in Hawaii, I didn't buy yep. into that. I was like, this is gonna be fine. Yeah. And then the thing with his kid. And, and well, uh, yeah. Getting, it's like, this is gonna be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I had a moment in the middle where, uh, because, you know, so his, basically his whole thing is he's trying to get home to his wife and kid. Um. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, he's sort of. Trying I mean, ostensibly, to. yeah. He basically doesn't talk to them once he leaves to go find his dad in Japan. He yeah. doesn't interact with the wife and kid except for once on the phone, right? Before for five seconds before the kaiju's actually hit uh, San Francisco. Yeah, what he should say is, "Hey, uh, I know that there are kaiju descending upon the city. Why don't you take my kid and get the fuck out of Dodge?" Yeah. But instead, he says. Wait there for me. Well, I'll be there yeah, to get well, you. Which seems like the dumbest plan possible. Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. I was. It, it reminded me there were there were two things from other movies that popped into my head from the, the, from that exact thing. Yeah. Number one from The Rock. Yeah. Nicholas uh, Cage yeah. tells you know, his girlfriend is pregnant, and he says. San Francisco yeah, also. Also San Francisco, yeah. Um, and then the other one was Independence Day with Will Smith, mm -hmm. and again the female. Way more personality. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth Olsen also doesn't get anything to do, which kind of, like, baffles me a little bit because yeah. they made her a nurse. Right. Which means, like, it would be, I, I, th I feel like it should have been very easy to give her some kind of nurse subplot where she's actually trying to take care of patients right. or give her, like, one patient, give her, you know, uh, maybe her own kid or, something. you know, something that she, someone she's got to watch over and protect and, yeah. you know, take care of in the midst of all of this chaos. Her, yeah. Instead of her just, like, putting her kid on a bus and then... And then ending up in a shelter. Yeah, like, sitting in a, you know, screaming in a train station, essentially. Her, her being a nurse served only one purpose. Only one. And that was to separate her from her kid. Yeah. Which is stupid, yeah. frankly. Because that also served no purpose. No, exactly. And, uh, and and again, his bomb defusal abilities also... Yeah, he doesn't even end up defusing a bomb. No, which, it went off. And because why, why because he, he couldn't get... Because they he, couldn't get a piece of plexiglass off the bomb. I know, I was like... It seems like the dumbest obstacle I was ever. Like, hit it with a rock. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
You, it was you, already you got cracked. a utility belt on you. You couldn't find some way to crack open some, that piece of plexiglass. Like, yeah, what I the was fuck? like, do you have a Leatherman? Oh. Do you are there are there <laughs> are there like screws that you can undo? Because it was partially open. Yeah. Or couldn't you get all those guys who just carried a nuclear bomb? Yeah. Halfway across San Francisco to a boat, couldn't get them all to just pull. Yeah. Together. Right. I, like that was stupid to me. Uh, no, I agree. Um, I, I feel like there was a you know it was a missed opportunity. In yeah, absolutely. And and so, you know what the other one the other thing that didn't pan out, and I was really looking forward to it actually because yeah. they looked like they were setting it up. I thought they were going to set up a friendship, a relationship of some kind anyway between. Brian Cranston mm. and Ken Watanabe, who also yeah. was around for almost no reason. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Ken Watanabe. And, I want to see that movie. Yeah, Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins both just totally squandered in this movie. Uh, yeah, they, I mean those are two fantastic talents, and you literally give them nothing at all to do. They're there for plot exposition. Yeah, she they're runs there. Armenzola. Yeah, she <laughs> she runs up and down the halls, and like I swear to God, half of her dialogue is just saying his name. Yeah. Doctor So and So, come here. Yeah, Doctor So and So, quickly. Like, like half of her lines are just calling Ken Watanabe, and half of his scenes are just looking concerned out into the middle distance. And I, I feel like if they were, if Majel, if, if Majel Roddenberry were around, yeah. what Sally Hawkins would be doing was repeating what the computer said, like yes. in Galaxy Quest. Yes, it's just absolutely. Like, it's just like, why are you even here? Yeah, you just all you hear is for someone for Ken Watanabe to speak to. Yeah, like. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. He just needs uh, a, a you know a partner in crime, essentially, someone to walk around and carry his notebooks, basically. Yeah, you're um, an intern. Yeah, good luck. Exactly. She did call him sensei at one point, <laughs> which I almost laughed at. I, I know, know you why. did. Oh, why? Was, okay, I mean, if she had a samurai sword, that would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah. First of all, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, and it's and it's a shame too because they, they again they give him kind of an interesting setup, which is that he's the guy who. You know, has sort of a, a respect for Godzilla and sort of believes in him as no Godzilla can save us, right? Um, and can be that sort of the kind of the lone voice against the American military. But again, like, it, but it doesn't actually, it doesn't feel like they ever like actually heed his wisdom, and he doesn't Never. actually ever make an impact. It's just sort of like they run out of options and. You know, it's not like they can stop Godzilla in the first place no. anyway, so... I mean, the big, the big payoff for all of Ken's, frankly, ranting... Yeah. ...was when the Admiral guy says, you really think the self predator of yours can win? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he says... The folly of man, the, believing the that man he is in control of yeah, nature, nature instead of the other way yeah, around. Yeah, like that was the payoff. Yeah. And I was like, but you use that in the trailer, my yeah. friend. Uh, like, no. this monkey taking a shit, that's the, you know... My... <laughs> you, you better... You better <laughs> I want to see that for an hour. My favorite line in the whole movie is, let them fight. Yeah, I Because that was... He's literally giving voice to the entire <laughs> audience right Walk, there. Speaking of which... No, well, no, he wasn't actually. He was giving voice to us. Okay, that. Might Why be true. was our audience so quiet? I don't know. I was saying every audience should have you and me in it because we were so vocal. We about were the everything. only ones going, "Oh, it's just like yeah, like there was nothing. Yeah, it was dead it was, silent in there. It was a little quiet for an opening night, like Godzilla. Yeah, and like you know, nine thirty. I mean, it was a packed house. Oh yeah, it sold out. Nine thirty when you should get sort of like the older crowd, the diehards, not like oh, I'm taking my kids to see Godzilla. Like, right, right. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, like it should have been more. I and, and it's, Godzilla and it's, it's, and... it's 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 Jordan's in Reading. Yeah, it's everyone travels. It's, it's the to one IMAX theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, like, I'm, I'm puzzled that it was so quiet in there. Yeah. The other thing that makes me a little dubious of this 
incarnation of Godzilla. Okay. Is that so over the years he's he's flip flopped quite a bit. Sure. He started terrorizing Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And then he got and then he became kind of a hero environmentalist. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And and then and then he was became a villain again and then he was a good guy again. And he's kinda of gone back and just the the character of Godzilla has vacillated yeah. over the years. And this one is such a do-gooder. He kind of is, yeah. I don't think Godzilla trampled any buildings in this whole movie. Well, he certainly he not. Cra- he crashed into he a crashed few crashed into of them. a few, yeah. But I he, mean, there he was never no... just like, he, he, like, Godzilla needs to do a couple of things. Yeah. He needs to breathe atomic breath. Yeah. And he needs to trample around a city and, like, break that one pagoda. There's always <laughs> that one pagoda that gets destroyed. And, and, and he just... And he just needs to stomp around, blowing shit up for absolutely no reason. Even when he's a good guy, he needs to do that. Yeah. For like, for like a few minutes, anyway. His appearance was almost unmotivated. Mm. It's like, he just was listening. What? <laughs> just fucking listening? He works for the NSA. You I know. know that? Yeah. yeah. He was swimming alongside aircraft carriers. Well, he did, he did, that's true. He did take out uh, part of the Golden Gate Bridge at one point. Um, but he looked like, he, yeah, but he But looked, he seemed to do it by accident. He, he looked like a guy who was slipping in the shower and grabbing from one of those handrails <laughs> while they were shooting at his face. Yeah, that, that is true. But, but, he, but he did seem to be going out of his way not to wreck shit. Like, like, like I forget it was in one of the earlier sequences where he swims. He's swimming directly. Oh yeah, and he and, ducks under the boat. And he goes under the boat. And I turned to you and I said, "Well, that was awfully considerate." Because <laughs> like, why the fuck would he do that? He's already, I mean, like his body was underwater. It just would have been his his scales or yeah. uh, his his dorsal yeah spikes yeah. that would have hit it. I was like, why the fuck would he suddenly swim down? And how goddamn deep is that water? By the way. <laughs> Ugh. But let's talk about the scale, though. God, he's fucking huge and that was, awesome. That's when they got totally right. And this is go see, go see it. If, well, hopefully you already saw it because we're ruining it for you. Yeah. Um, but do it in IMAX, proper IMAX. Now it's licensed. So nonsense. so worth it. You need oh the God. scale. For yes, this. absolutely. Three uh, D. It's eh, fine. It's fine. It was it's nothing fine. special. It was yeah. gravity. But I mean, in terms of raw, just sheer scale. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen something that needs to be on a big screen like this since Gravity. Yeah. So that that's that's my one beef with the characterization of Godzilla. Yeah, I don't, they, I don't they think he, was, he wasn't menacing enough. They softened him a little bit. I can see. I can. I, I'll. 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 I'll back you up on that. I mean, like there have been Godzilla movies that, at the very end of the movie, where after the other monster is vanquished and whatever, it's the like like, like almost scroll credits, and Godzilla will just get up and start trampling a city yeah and they, and they just end with that yeah and this one he threaded through the broken buildings and went out to sea and then just like slipped under the waves that is gently yeah. I might add. <laughs> very gently oh, oh so gently anyway so i think they got him about right but i need a little more destruction right um well let's talk about the mutos a little bit oh the mutos the mutos uh i liked them yeah, I like. I you know what I you know what I actually really liked about them was uh, the I liked that there was uh, the male female dynamic. Yeah, um, because it meant that when they got together, uh, there was like the a way real they, threat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the way they interacted was was fantastic. Um, and, and like they have, there's that one moment where they first sort of meet for the and first they time. It's like the yeah, Lion King. And yeah, and you literally you out loud went. <laughs> 
Aww. So did and Jamie. No, I know. And it wasn't, like, <laughs> sarcastic. Like, it was a genuine, you were like, oh, it was like watching, like, two elephants, like, meeting well, I, in the jungle. Well, I, I was being a little sarcastic. But it's not played as, no. like, a joke. I mean, like, it's, yeah. It, it, I was a little afraid... Because right after they nuzzle, the male jumps up on a building, and yeah. then... Like, I, I thought he was going to mount her a little bit. Yeah, I was a little worried. Because like, the whole thing was like, oh, he's matured, so now he goes to the female. Right, like, I was like, okay. like, like alright, David Attenborough, better appear right now, or I don't want to see this. Like, don't, don't show me Muto's humping. I'm not into it. It's not what I need to see. Oh, come on. I think I would have been pretty into Muto. Maybe that movie could have used a little humping Muto action. Carter Belt? A day function? <laughs> Just in need of a good humping. <laughs> they, they had some personality, which was really they nice. They had more clear motivation than Aaron Taylor kick-ass. That's true. Uh, by a very wide margin. Yes. Um, but, I mean, it was fun to see them, you know, trampling through Las Vegas. and they, you know. See, that's, yeah, that's the thing. They had lots of destruction. Yeah. Which is proper. Yeah. Like, they were properly threatening. They Absolutely. looked They looked good. Um, and they they fucked shit. And they up. fucked some shit up, and I that's why I wanted more of that from Godzilla. Yeah, because... I agree. And you know, and it actually, at one point, I started to get annoyed at that that it was literally. So you know, you have that that first introduction of him in the the Honolulu airport. You you finally get like a good a good shot of him. Yeah, and then it cuts to the next morning, and it's like I mean, you get the cute little joke of the kid watching the replay on yeah. TV. But like no, like I, you could still get that joke and actually show us some of that fight. Like I wanted to actually see yeah. that fight because up until then it looked awesome. Yeah, no, and it was like you get this great hero shot of Godzilla, and then you cut to the next day, and you're yeah. like, no, wait, what about the fucking fight you were just leading up to for ten minutes? Like yeah. that's what I wanted, you it know? Blue balled us exactly. Well, and that's the thing. It, like you end up with you, you have that great finale, you know, where they just go to town, but. You need like a little warm up fight, you yeah. know. Just watching yeah. the Mutos like clomp around the, you know, clomp around some cities and some jungles. That's and, fine. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fine, fine, but it's just it, like just wanton destruction for the sake of wanton destruction. Like, well, what it was is that they they never they never established Godzilla's street cred. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They and, they just said he's he's an alpha predator. How they fucking know that? I'm yeah. going to take your word for it, Lavar Burton. No. Mm-hmm. And and if you give them a, a, a you know a mini fight, if you give them sort of an fight. introductory fight, and they, and they get away, then you yeah exactly I mean, because it, at it that point it's, it's just the male; he could fly away. Yeah, and it sets the stakes for the right. the, the later fight. It actually yes. makes that later fight more impactful. You know. Right. Because uh, you've seen them go at it now, right. and well, you sort of see, get a sense of their weaknesses and their strengths. The most consistent complaint that I heard from people who had seen the movie was that simply that there wasn't enough Godzilla. That the Mutos are the real, like the real threat of the movie, and, and nobody seems particularly see worried about Godzilla in this. Yeah, nobody's worried about him. If you were to sit down and just do a straight up uh, minute count, yeah, screen time, yeah, of Mutos versus Godzilla. I, oh, they get a lot more screen time. They get time. a lot more screen they time. They get a lot more screen what's time. what's the name of the movie? Uh, I believe it's Godzilla. Uh, I think it might be. It's not Muto, is it? Is no, it Muto? I don't think Muto. it's Muto. Yeah, no. no, I don't think so. I do kind of wish they had a better name than Muto's. <laughs> what was it? Massive? Massive. The M stood for massive. Yeah, it was, was uh, massive unidentified terrestrial uh, uh, object. Or, organism. Uh, organism. 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 Yeah, Muto. Yeah. Which, like, that feels like 
too much. Like, trying to come up with an, a, a goofy military acronym yeah. and for a name that basically sounds like mutant. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, w- I would have loved to have a more creative, ridiculous, perhaps even Japanese name. Well, that's the other thing, is that um, it doesn't really roll off the tongue, Muto. No, exactly. It just sort of, yeah, no, it, it feels like military jargon. Uh, which, look, this movie gets really hung up in a lot of military jargon. Right. It reminds me of Transformers in that way. Uh, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's, and that's the big problem, is once Cranston is gone, all you've got left Military is, guys all over the place. Yeah, exactly. All you've got left is is Aaron Taylor Johnson in the army, and so, like, yeah, yeah it, just becomes, it just becomes army gobbledygook that dominates the rest of the movie, and yeah. I, just don't, I just don't care. Yeah. Like... You can you can bring in all the military advisors you want and make sure you get all of the vocabulary correct, and I just don't care if there isn't an actual story happening through that's you know the jargon is in service of. Did you see any? Uh, I've, you know, I was curious, kind of going into it, um, especially because before the movie started, we were talking about um, the you know comparing Pacific Rim and, and Transformers and saying like I. I yeah, Bacon fuck up Transformers all he wants because I've always I can always fall back to Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was you know thinking you know Pacific Rim aside from being like one of the best giant robot movies, it's also one of the you know it's a great kaiju movie as well. It is. So uh, you know I was curious how that was going to sort of play. You know how yeah. what, what kind of influence well, Pacific Rim might have had on these on this kaiju. Well, especially from the same company. Godzilla is Godzilla. He pretty much is who he is. Yeah. But the Mutos, you know, I I didn't really feel a lot coming from Pacific Rim, but they, especially at first, it mm. felt a lot like the Cloverfield Super 8 monsters. I, it's the limbs, it's the, man. The, the, it's yeah, the, the big... The spider syndrome. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. The big spider limbs, like... Well, I mean, I think that was mitigated effect uh, a bit by the fact that there are two of them and that they were different from each other. Right. Clearly related. Yep. Um, but I loved that, and I loved that one of them had wings because it actually sort of remind. It was like getting the best of Mothra with. It was like getting Mothra yeah. without the silliness of Mothra. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of them. I remember seeing that people were comparing this when when they first revealed yeah. the Mutos during one of the trailers. People were were comparing uh, the flight of the of the male Muto to uh, not Mothra but um, Rodan. Oh yeah, sure. Um, which. Right. Who is essentially a giant pterodactyl. Yeah, he, he is a giant pterodactyl. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the design of them, I, I liked them. I, I, I feel you on the spidery thing. It's, yeah. I'm kind of over... I, I'm, I'm over the spidery legs. I'm the spindly legs. I don't, right. I don't care about that. Like, right, but I, I think... It's just not an interesting design Well, I, th- I, th- I think they, they were trying hard to make them kind of insect-like. So, yeah. Which... It, it, it Parasite. Made... They're parasites. So, you, yeah, they're they're going for... Right. I mean, it, it made their egg-laying yeah. make sense. Yeah. And... But it just always feels like it should be so easy to topple their asses over when they have these skinny-ass little... Well, that's the like, other thing. That's the other thing legs. is that, I mean, it's... at some. I mean, you also have to suspend your disbelief because nothing that large <laughs> could, could have limbs like that. Yeah, I know. It would just... just you just can't do that. You have to be made of... The, like the, the strongest material, right? I think um, I mostly I think I wanted an upright monster. Godzilla's an upright monster, so I love when he fights other upright kaiju. Like they were, you yeah. know. Again, it's that man in suit. Like I love I love when it's like yeah. two guys fighting in rubber suits. Like yeah, I kind of wanted more of a well, the, humanoid think, monster. Well, I think that's why everybody's favorite uh, Godzilla foes 
are the upright ones. If right. You really, if you really think about yeah. it. I mean, or, or flying ones. Well, sure, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, uh, Ghidra mm-hmm. is upright. Mm-hmm. Um, King Caesar. King, King Caesar is ridiculous. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, I forget the name of it, but the, the Godzilla 2000 one ends up being upright. Yep. It, it starts as a weird looking alien. Yeah. Terrible, like, terrible CG. Yeah. But then it starts to eat Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And then it, starts to copy him and starts to look like him. Yeah. And, and then it's like, oh, this is an awesome monster. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong about that. But I think they wanted to visually separate them from each other. So I was, I was okay with it. Oh, they, I really appreciate that, by the way, that they didn't do what they did at the end of the 98 one, where yeah. they left an egg intact. Right, right, right. Oh, thank God. So well, and that's what shit. I said to Jamie, because Jamie said the same thing coming out. She was like... Oh yeah, I, I you know I can't believe there wasn't a, a last egg that survived. And I was like, yeah, but that's kind of the whole point of Godzilla. That's what makes Godzilla great is that fight somebody different every time. You don't need to find come up with ridiculous reasons to keep the same kaiju's around mm-hmm. from time to time. You know, when different kaiju shows up and he comes back and he fucks them up too. Like yep. that's the best part about Godzilla. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're right. I don't. I mean, I, there, there's nothing about them that feels they feel too similar to other giant American giant monsters like there's it doesn't that it doesn't feel like there's any like people are gonna I want to get a Muto toy and you know whatever like no no. it just sort of feels like oh just it's just something for Godzilla to fight like I feel like people are gonna come that That was was the other huge problem with the 98 Godzilla is there was no other giant monster right exactly and the military took him down what the hell yeah that's some that's some bullshit right there yeah the military can't uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I think I think people are going to walk away from this loving Godzilla, like as he is realized on screen. Like, and look, if if the worst thing that this movie does is it leaves people wanting more Godzilla, wishing they got more Godzilla, like they'll greenlight a sequel. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like that's, that's, that's I'm okay happen. with that. And the thing know? is, that now next time they don't need to do any of this. Not that they did a lot of backstory shit. All they did the whole time was backstory of the Mutos. Actually, yeah. Um, I think it's that time. Okay. It's time for our recurring segment, uh, Heart of the Ghostbusters. Who is the Heart of the Ghostbusters in Godzilla? The Heart of the Ghostbusters, as we have defined it. Who do you want to? Who's your drinking buddy? Who do you want to? Who do you want to hang with in this movie? I'm going with. I'm, I'm going with Godzilla. You're going with Godzilla. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do That's the it. closest we've come to going with the protagonist. Well, he's the, he's he's got the name. Yeah, but he's certainly the most interesting creature in this whole thing yeah um yeah the humans are all boring I, as shit and, and i i i don't think he'd eat you <laughs> no this godzilla's way too friendly for this, that this shit. godzilla's kind of awesome yeah He's like i feel like if he could sit down with you and have a beer i think he'd do it uh i can't i kind of agree with you yeah. uh yeah no godzilla godzilla's actually i'm actually kind of okay with that choice he's by far my favorite thing in the movie yeah, uh, I mean, if we can go with Smaug, <laughs> which we almost did, um, and and I feel like if he could speak, he'd have interesting things to say. This mm-hmm. Godzilla, all of the humans are boring as fuck. Uh, I mean, Cranston, yeah. Cranston's the only other the only other viable choice right, there. But, but he's, he's so he's, he's bonkers. He, I I don't think that would be a fun beer to have. No, no. I feel like you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go home now. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm. That's where I'm going. You yeah. can you can you can take the male Muto if you want. Uh, I do not. I will pass. <laughs> I will pass on male Muto. You could you could drink with Ken Watanabe and he could just stare into the distance. <laughs> He's not even going to talk to you. He's just going to recite something Shakespearean yeah. once in a while. 
Yeah, or just let you know, by the way, my father was in Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, not that that has any impact on anything else that's happening, but just so you know. Yeah, the the watch thing didn't, that didn't work for me. No. I did, I, you know what did work for me, though? What I did love, and like, this is, this is the way to do this shit. We were talking, I was talking to somebody about uh, Planet of the Apes the other day, um, and I was saying that, because they were asking me, like, oh, they hadn't seen Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the James Franco one. Yeah, um, which I also haven't. So. Oh, it's great. It's um, sitting on my desk. But there are a bunch of references in it um, to the original movie. I would in hope so. that, like, characters repeat lines from the original, like, oh. you know, get your paws off me, you damn dirty, dirty apes, yeah. or it's a madhouse, or, like, so they're, like, th- those are always sort of, like, cutesy, winking to the audience yeah, kinds yeah, of things. Yeah. And, you know, it's not terrible in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, because at least they're all said, like, in context, and, yeah. like... They're set, they're set in a context so that they actually make sense. And if you didn't know it was a line from the movie, you it wouldn't would just be work. like, why the fuck is the person saying that? You right, know? right. Like they, and they actually happen in some pretty key dramatic moments, particularly the uh, get your damn paws off, get your yeah. paws off me, you damn dirty apes. That, that's a, it's actually a huge moment in the movie. Godzilla has one moment like that, and it's super understated. And if you literally, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. And that's why I love it. What, Mothra? Yes. The Mothra thing? Yes. Yes. Aaron Taylor Johnson goes back to his childhood home, and there's an aquarium tank, uh, like, right in the foreground. uh, And the label on the tank, uh, it doesn't even say Mothra. It says, like, Moth, and then there's another label next to it that says R.A. Like, one label's over another. So that it says Mothra, but but it's not like he named the thing in there Mothra. Right. Uh, it's just a combination of labels, but that's that that makes it more awesome. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I, I want to see more more movies airing on that side, uh, which feels kind of like the Marvel Easter egg thing. Like, right. oh, there's some artifact in the background there that yeah. comic book fans will recognize. Yeah. But like, if you don't, it's fine. So you know. Who, so who who are you going with on this side of the Ghostbusters? Oh, I'm going to go with Godzilla. Oh, you are. Yeah, oh, no, okay. I'm concurring with Godzilla. Okay. That's that's the wisest choice. Well, bizarrely a, enough, weirdly enough, there aren't that many options. No, there really, really are not. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's let's do a little uh, let's do a little current events, a little week in review. Look, the big news of the week is certainly uh, Batman. That's certainly the, you know, the reveal of Ben Affleck as Batman. And I will say, uh, I will give Zack Snyder credit because it started with him tweeting a picture of, like, the ass end of the Batmobile, uh, mostly under a tarp, yep. saying, like, oh, we'll do a reveal, reveal tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, so everyone went, oh, cool, we're going to see the Batmobile tomorrow. And instead, we got a picture of Affleck in the suit standing next to the Batmobile, which is way cooler yeah um i kind of wanted to see the whole batmobile but i'm a car guy so well yeah i like the way they seem to have gone with it where they've retained some tumblr-esque things it's still got the big tires in the back they're not super swampers any, right. anymore um, but it looks more like a car it looks more it, it looks like a it looks like the tumblr had sex with the keaton mobile yeah and that's fine yeah i have no problem with that yeah it actually kind of reminds me of the Batman Forever Mobile, although minus the giant ass fin. Out the the bat, the Batman Forever Mobile. I mean, the two Schumacher. Yeah, uh, Batman. Well, that one. Wait a minute. That one was kind of glow in the dark. Wasn't they were. It? They yeah, were. They I were. Didn't they, like the they all glowed. They were. They that were. Was, that was some bullshit. They, they were very rib cage. Yeah, and, and they glowed for absolutely no reason. Yeah, that was some bullshit. I take. Um, I take that back. Yeah, I really like that picture. Um, I love the composition of it. I love that it's black and white. Um, 
I like the suit design. I like that it's not... It doesn't feel like a crazy, radical, bonkers departure, um, but it does feel different enough from the you know the last couple of bat, bat suits. It's not that molded rubber of like the Burton Schumacher era, mm-hmm. um, but it's also not the like carbon fiber kind of uh, ar- like armor of the Nolan Batman. Um, it feels more you know, cloth, or it looks more sort of cloth-like, more flexible, um, which, like, look, I would love to see a Batman who literally is just wearing, like, a gray t-shirt. Shirt, yeah, exactly, a gray shirt and a black cape. Um, I, the cape and the cowl seem look like they're leather, and that's great. Um, certainly not functional, but it, it, who cares? It looks awesome. I'm yeah. okay with the fact that not everything about this Batman needs to be, like, incredibly functional the way Nolan's was, um, but it also feels like it kind of fits... Yeah, uh, with with the Man of Steel suit as well, like it feels very much of a piece. They feel like they they are in the same universe. Yeah, um, it's got that same sort of texture to it. Got um, the fat bat. I love the fat bat symbol. I think it's great, and that also kind of feels like it fits in with this sort of slightly redesigned uh, yeah. S symbol on on Superman's chest as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I I I love it. I think it's great. If nothing else, it's like it's a nice. It was like is a very savvy sort of PR move because yeah. oh, you yeah. know yeah. a lot of there's a, there's a lot of doubt swimming around this whole project uh, as and, well there should and, be and everything going on in DC, um, but you know that it, it, at the very least we got a picture of Batman who looks like Batman you know yeah. like um, and and for that matter like I didn't immediately my first reaction looking at that picture wasn't. Oh look, it's Ben Affleck as Batman. Like, oh mine was. It's Ben Affleck in a bat suit. Like, mine it, was. my first thing was, oh look, it's Batman. Uh, oh yeah, it's Ben Affleck. You know, like I saw him as Batman first and Ben Affleck second, I and see. I think that's a huge victory. I saw it the other way. Oh really? Yeah. It's... See, I think the build is what did it for me. That he looks like a fucking wrestler. He's like really oh, he's stocky and big. See, the thing and is, it's hard to tell I... how much of that is the suit. It, but... see, to me, it seemed like a lot of that was the suit. And it's there's like... certainly some musculature to the suit. But... Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's it's not enough to go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna. But it looks like to... Batman is a brawler, and I kind of love that. You know. Well, seeing as we did watch a significant monster movie tonight yeah i think we would be remiss if we did not take a moment yeah tribute to a legendary monster legendary monster designer yeah and and he was a huge i mean that look alien his design for alien are incredible um i really i'm really sad that uh uh dune came through town for like a week and i missed it um because i really 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 wanted to see that movie I mean, I can get it on VOD, and I probably will end up watching it that way. But, uh, but I mean, his work, his work on that failed effort of Dune. I mean, that's what sort of that's how Alien happened, essentially. Yeah. Um, and his, I mean, his work there is is incredible. And those Alien movies were a big part of me starting this website in the first place. So, yeah. I mean, it's his his vision. Yeah. It's just the sheer artistry of some of that stuff. It's... There are a couple of uh, Giger bars. That you can go to, uh, there. I think they're in Europe. I think there might even be one in Japan, or I think there used to be one in Japan. They're like restaurant bars, and the whole building, like the whole the whole room, 
is designed like uh, it's modeled after like Giger's designs. So oh. it's it's like drinking inside like the alien nest, basically. That has got to be the creepiest. Yeah, part. no, it's, like, it's super take, weird. Take your first date there, man. <laughs> yeah, the pictures are awesome. I want to go to one so bad. They look so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink any Jaeger in there. I know, right? And he did the Alien for Species too. If you look at, if you go like, oh, back I, and I watch never, Species, I've you're never, like, I've oh, never yeah, seen I'm, Species actually. Oh yeah, no. The look, they eventually sort of degrade into like low grade sci fi porn. But the first one uh, is is I mean, it's can't be good fun. Uh, but yeah, the design work, especially like when she goes full Alien, there, you're like, oh yeah, totally Giger. Mm. It's not even. It's all biomechanical. Fucking. It looks exactly like the Alien. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a story. There's a theory out there that Giger is indirectly responsible for the existence of the Chupacabra. What? That, that the first known sighting of the Chupacabra happened right after Species came out, and that this woman essentially like. Saw species and then, like, you know, thought she saw something and just, like, manifested a vision based on what she had seen in species. <laughs> and that the chupacabra... Because there are no... There's no documented sightings or or uh, mentions of the chupacabra before 1995. Which is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, but... I mean, I remember the first time I heard of the Chupacabra was on X Files. Yeah, X Files. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, that's. I mean, that sort of launched it into you know pop culture status a little bit. But yeah, man, that's. I mean, that's that's hilarious. There was another really sad death this week, and that's uh, Malik Benjalal. That's uh, the guy who directed Searching for Sugar Man, which is a really fantastic documentary. I don't know, Bart, you haven't seen that, mm-hmm. have you? Nope. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, the, you know the story? I don't. Oh, it's you, you'd love it. You, you should really watch it. It's uh, So there was this musician in Detroit uh, in the like, uh, I think like late 60s, early 70s uh, named Sixto Rodriguez, um, and he, he just went by the name Rodriguez. Mm. Um, and he recorded a couple of albums and, uh, you know, never really got gained any popularity but he was this sort of dylan-esque um sort of street poet kind of persona um and he wrote these great great songs and this great music um and he, he he sort of never he never went anywhere in the states but his albums made their way to south africa where they became wildly popular and they got like bootlegged and all this shit huh. and his his music became like the anthems of the uh you know the struggle to end apartheid down there so huh. like i mean and 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 the what even crazier is that none of them knew who he was yeah. like they they started to get all of these they started to pass around these like stories these like legends where he was dead where he had shot himself on stage huh. uh like all of these like crazy crazy stories um, and then eventually one guy, like, tracked him down, essentially, and was trying to find out about him, and then discovered that he was still alive, and he was, like, working construction in Detroit, and, you know, had no, nobody had any idea about what was going on. Hmm. Um, and he went down to South Africa and did tours, uh, like, sold out, like, giant stadiums and all this shit. It's crazy, and his music is awesome. Hmm. Uh and so the this director Malik he he it was his first film, 
It was his first film, and he won a fucking Academy Award for it. And he was found dead this week at age 36. I think, I think the assumption is suicide. Mm. Um, I don't think there's been an official ruling. But that's it's so depressing. Like, we should have had so many more incredible films from him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really, if you, have, if you haven't seen Searching for Sugar Man, I highly recommend it. Um, and then down, you know, go buy the download the soundtrack. It's incredible. Like you'll you'll listen to that album for days. Uh, I I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got Channing Tatum now signed on officially to play Gambit. Uh, this is going to be the only pre rehearsed part of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Still made me laugh, even though I knew it was coming. Uh, now see, I, I, here's my, here's my fear. He looks wrong. He doesn't look like Gambit. I mean, he does not, he does not hard. look, he does not, I, I mean, it's hard to say. Taylor Kitsch at least looked like Gambit. Yeah, no, he certainly did. He didn't do a very good job, but. Right. Well, here's, and no, so here's, here's my fear. I've actually come around on Channing Tatum. I was a very vocal... I don't have a problem with Channing Tatum. Yeah. I have a problem with Channing Tatum as Gambit. You just think he's wrong for the part. He just doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, I might... My, my, I, I would sooner see Channing Tatum as Cable. Okay, I'm okay. I'd be you know, okay you know with that. I mean? Yeah, like, that, just, that would work. It just doesn't work. Well, I'm... He, he's got the right uh, element of sort of fun to him, you know? Like, he can be kind of goofy and, and entertaining... In that way, Gambit's not goofy. Well, no, but he's he's got kind of a a, a suaveness to him. Sure, um, he's got he's got a, an element of charm that comes into play, and Tatum can do that for sure. But he can also be like a blank slate at times as well. Like when he's and that's that's really my bigger concern is that you know essentially he's going to be the lead in a comic book action movie. And those are the times when he's always least interesting on camera is when he's leading an action movie. Right. And the thing, I mean... I'm also really afraid of him getting lost in the accent. Yes. There's that. I mean, the other thing about... If there's a thing about Gambit, there's always something slightly mysterious about him. Just Mm. as a character. Sure. There's there's a history, there's a backstory, and you don't know what it is. Right. You you never totally know how Gambit got from where he was to where he is. Yeah. And you don't... It's hard to know exactly what he's going to do. Um, You never quite trust him. Right. And I don't think Channing Tatum has that. I I loved him in Jump Street. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. In that he's... That fit perfectly. And he's good in Magic Mike, too. I mean, he's... Which I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very good. But he's Um, not mysterious. He can be. He's pretty good in... uh, uh, Haywire. He's got kind of a mysterious spy thing going on. I, I just kind of, I, I feel but like. No, I see what you're saying. Like, like it's, he, it's at like, first it's blush, like, it's, it's hard like, to it's see. Like, it's like, what's his name? Um, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam from Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah. they're both kind of just like I'm a blank, big white guy. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much right. And uh, I'd be more curious to see where they go. You know, the idea is that he will he'll play Gambit in a Gambit film in a in a sort of a spinoff. Um, does that mean we're going to see him as Gambit in another movie first? I mean, can you see him? Can you see him as Gambit on screen with Patrick Stewart? Well, I don't know if we're going to get any more Patrick. No, Stewart, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know? or or, or, so, or so, even Wolverine. Well, and and that's the bigger issue, I think, is that they've really kind of at this now with Days of Future Past coming, they have taken you know gone to painstaking efforts. 
to make sure that te- that technically this is all one universe. The old, you know, the the '60s X Men, yeah. and the you know the Patrick Stewart, like you know the original first couple of X Men movies, like that they're all they're all connected and they've all taken place at the same and they haven't recast anybody. Is, so we've is, s- is the first Wolverine movie still canon? Yeah, to this universe. Yeah, oh, Jesus. So, so I never understood how that works. By the way, Sabretooth. Well, I don't think he was supposed to be Sabretooth. He was Sabretooth. Yeah, I know. How do you go from being Leif Schreiber? Yeah, to Tyler Maine. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I feel like they were supposed to be. I don't feel like they were supposed to be the same guy. I feel like they were just different people. No way, dude. By that, Sabretooth. No, no way, dude. That's. No, I know, I know, I know. It's it's ridiculous. So they've they've gone to a big effort to make sure that this is all a unified universe. We've seen a Gambit now already, mm-hmm. um, and he exists in this you know past in Wolverine's past. I think that's like the late eighties or something like that. Isn't that when I don't like, remember Wolverine I, 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 Origins Wolverine? I think is supposed to because it's because it's well it's Three Mile Island, isn't it? That that the finale is at Three Mile Island. Right. Otherwise known as where they ruined Deadpool forever. Well, yeah, exactly. Um I so, mean, so I, I guess none my, of that made any sense. So I guess my question would be like if if he's gonna be Gambit, like, first of all, are we gonna get him introduced in another X Men movie, perhaps an apocalypse? And if so, I mean, granted, who knows how Days Future Past is gonna shake out this whole timeline. If it's gonna reset things or you know, bring people back from the dead. Like, who knows how this is all going to play out. But Apocalypse is going to be with the, you know, the McAvoy Fassbender cast. It's going to be mm. set in the 80s. Um, so are, are, will Tatum be playing the same Gambit who once had a run-in with Wolverine at Three Mile Island? Or is he going to be different? Would it be set in present day? Would it be set in the Ugh, past? I, like, uh, that's the part that I'm really way more curious about is, like, how do, how are they going to start executing some of these spinoff movies? Because they want to do more. I think they want to do a, they want to do a Mystique one as well. And obviously they want to go with Jennifer Lawrence because she's right. a fucking movie star now. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, they're not going to age her too far into the present day either. So... So, you know, they, they really want to, like, this is, again, Fox saying, oh, well, shared universes, like, let's, how many different kinds of X-Men movies can we make? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And would we see Rogue? I mean, you, you think, you think Gambit, you think Rogue, and, I mean, are we going to get, Anna, is Anna Paquin going to come back and play Rogue some the, more? The, are we going to get a new Rogue? The, the Rogue, the Rogue thing is a big problem for them. Yeah. I don't know how, what they're going to do with Anna Paquin. I, I mean. I mean, Rogue is effectively useless. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she has any... I mean, she may not even be in Days of Future Past. She saw, shot some scenes for them, and then the word was that she got cut out, mm. and then word was that she maybe got put back in. Um, so, if well, she's in the movie, like, I, mean, I don't think she, she's in for very long. But she also, like, she got rid of, she lost all of her powers in X3. Right. So, like, I, I mean... But that was in the future, theoretically. Yeah. Well, who knows? But I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious to see how they write I feel like she wants stuff. to come back and start another X-Men franchise again. No, you no. know? I I was talking to Travis. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Days of Future Past essentially like resets the X Men timeline so that they could start doing whatever other X Men characters right. in the present day and basically recast them and say, well, everything changed after Days of Future Past, right. and now anyone could be an X. Anyone could be Cyclops. Right, and right. It doesn't and that's, matter. And that's, you know? I don't. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, if they can that's find a way to do it. The smartest way to do it. I mean, I mean, I. As long as they do it in an effective way. Yeah. I mean, I was... I mean, it gives them the option to bring back someone like Stewart or McKellen, but then it gives them the freedom to recast some of these characters. Right. 
which oh. is probably the best way to go about it. Because look, they're gonna want to at some point they're gonna want to put Cyclops back in the X Men. Presumably, you know? yeah. I don't know. Travis had an interesting theory about the claws yeah. getting retconned. Mm. Well, there was something about him going into his old body. Like a, yeah, he goes body. back into his old body. Or uh, may, may, so maybe maybe they'll just leave it at that. Or he, well, yeah, Travis, he doesn't get the adamantium claws until later. So yeah, he could well, go Travis, back to his old body where he still has bone claws. Right. Well, Travis. Uh, well, I mean, Travis had the. I think he watched one of them recently, and he said that they say in one of them, it's like maybe it's X two that nobody can manipulate adamantium except for Stryker. Yep. And Magneto. Yep. And they're gonna have they're gonna have two Magnetos in this movie. Presumably. That is true. So maybe they'll just Magneto his claws back. That would be interesting. Yeah, there'd be a lot of screaming. He's always yeah. yelling. Maybe he would just get claws and not like the well, whole adamantium well, he's, like well, exoskeleton well, he's or got endoskeleton. The, well, he's he's got the bones yeah. theoretically still. Yeah. Just they not the just claws. Graft the adamantium onto the bones. Yeah. 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 Who knows? I, that that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how they how they pull it off. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. But you know what? We should save some of this X Men stuff for next week anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what we're going to be seeing next week. X Men: Days of Future Past. Absolutely. Uh, I watched the first X Men. Singer's first X Men. Uh, a couple days ago for the first time in years. Yeah. Um, and even Patrick Stewart looks young in that movie. Oh, yeah. And he never, he was never all that young to begin with. No, uh, no. You, he was pretty much born an old man. Well, so. well no, no. If you go back to I, Claudius. Yeah. He, there's some hair. He, uh, actually, I watched Dune and he's got some hair in Dune too. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, everybody looks really young. Uh, like, astoundingly so. Uh, in the first X-Men, um, so I, I might watch X2 and 3. I'm going to try and watch X2 and 3 this weekend. I'm putting, put them on my iPad for my trip to Cleveland, so we'll oh, see what happens. You're a brave man. You're going to watch X3. Yeah, I know. I haven't, it's been it's been a are couple you, of years. Are, are you, are you going to look at some rent posters while you're yeah, at it? Yeah, I just might do that, yeah. Okay, so Godzilla. Godzilla. What do you think, man? Final, final thoughts on Godzilla? I, well, let me ask you, are, are you, are you going to see it again? I might, like, I don't in know. theaters. In theaters, it's hard. I mean, I'll certainly, I'll certainly see it again. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters only because I feel like you know it's not. We're we're really you know we're heading into summer now, all right, and all right, all right. It, the time tends to let get me, away from you a little bit. You that's know? that's that's fair. Let me let me rephrase my question. Um, this being a giant monster movie, this, yeah. this is our thing. Yeah, like, this is totally one of our things. Yeah, it's, it's geeky. It's kind of sci-fi but i want to see him i want to see godzilla fucking shit up in the theater again like he well you the will godzilla stuff is great and uh and i like i want to see that again and again i want to and i want to see a big you know yeah. I, like that's well, it, it, has to it be makes big. a huge it's impact gotta, it's gotta you know? be big. It's gotta be um big. but I, yeah i mean but sitting through a lot of that movie would well, become a like it was okay the first time but i feel like it would it would come off it would feel like a big a much more of a chore on a second viewing I think. yeah well you know it, it reminds me of a critique i heard of final wars actually yeah you know in all these earlier godzilla movies which you get or you get our human sequences mm -hmm. and then monster sequences and then final wars comes along and what makes it so awesome is that you know you, so instead of having humans talking and monsters fighting you had you had monsters fighting and then humans fighting yeah so it's all fighting yeah um and this one didn't there was a lot of humans talking, yeah, and 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 being pedantic, and I think this is one of those movies that sort of it might actually be ideal for you know home viewing kind of thing. Not that you're gonna like fast forward through the movie, but it's the kind of movie that you can like like this. Go get this up and make dinner. Yeah, exactly. This movie's gonna kill on HBO because 
yeah, you can just sort of let it play. You can go do other shit while you know Aaron and Taylor, Taylor Johnson is wanders around yeah. or whatever. You watch the you'll watch the first half hour. You'll you'll wander off for the next half hour, and then you'll come back for the last just like, in time to yeah, watch the, the last, tail thing exactly the, to watch to watch all the good Godzilla shit at the end. Like that's what you really want to see the first the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, and you can fucking skip the middle. Um, all right, well, well you know. Bart, thank you for thank you as always for joining. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, you can uh, follow uh, follow us on uh, online at thedailyscreening.com. Uh, with its new format. Yeah, I was going to say I've been doing I've been tweaking the site a little bit. Uh, we're doing some some news and doing some news stories. Uh, look, I've been really bad. I've been really bad since the final screening about following up and and you know writing. Yeah, man, you got a lot of writing to do. Yeah, right. Filling up filling all the gaps in the stuff that I didn't write up yet. Um, and so I've been trying to do uh, starting to do some short news stories on the site like, you know, I talked about the the bat suit and uh, and Orsi doing Star Trek and, and some the, trailers and, and, and stuff like the that. The bullshit that is yeah. Transformers 4. Uh, but I feel I'm trying to do some short news stories to keep me in the rhythm of writing every day um, and doing, you know, some shorter form stuff I yeah, feel yeah. like will be helpful in that regard. So um, so I've done a little uh, restructuring of the site um, so that it's not all built just around the premise of watching a movie a day for a year since that has now come and gone. So uh, I'm trying to expand the scope a little bit um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep tweaking with it the next little while um, and at some point I might even do a big sort of visual overhaul but you know we'll see where that goes yeah um, but uh, I hope I hope you enjoy that stuff because I certainly enjoy writing it um, but again you know follow, follow me on dailyscreening.com uh, you can also of course follow me on uh, Twitter at daily screening or on Facebook or Tumblr or Instagram or various other social media. Uh, are there any others? I don't know. They're probably. I'm not on Pinterest. <laughs> that, oh, that's there's, the one. There is, there is no. There is no Pinteresting here. Pinterest is nothing but people's wedding ideas. Yeah, I'm, I've done there. Been there, done that. Yes, Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Um, next week. Next X-Men? week. X Men. X Men. Days of Future Past. Very much looking forward to it. Even if it doesn't work, I. That, that's okay. As I'm long as still, it's not I'm still excited. As long as it's not a glorious mess. Yeah. As long as it's not Spider Man Two. Yeah. I'm okay. It's okay. We're gonna get Fastbender, McAvoy, Stewart, and McKellen all in the same movie. That's that's okay by me. So and, and some weird retcon. Yeah. Professor X walking. Yeah. We'll well we'll see about that. It's gonna happen. Oh, I know it's gonna happen. We'll see if it makes any fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. tomorrow.